Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. That is a little bit of funk you're hearing right there. And now if we got a moment of silence, you hear some birds tweeting. Yes, that is right. Uh, This is the Do We Love It podcast with your host, Dr. Water with Lemon. We're recording live from Reading, Massachusetts on the front porch of the compound. Uh, This week we have a special featured guest, uh, longtime listener, frequent uh, writer of the show, writer-in of the show, Louise. Louise, how's it going? Good morning. Hello to everyone. They say hello back. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hop right into it. Gonna have a sip of Hawaiian chocolate nut iced coffee. What are you, what are you drinking over there, Louise? Agua. Uh, okay, a little bit of ice. There you go. All right. So, first on the agenda. Now, last night we uh, we made some dinner, and we did a little beer sampling. And uh, the week prior to that, we uh, I uh, myself and Shalom went out and we did uh, a beer flight at a local brewery, which led me to the question: Do we love flights of beer of say maybe four or five? small cups flights of beer versus just a pint of beer hmm it's tough right well it is tough but i think it's uh serves two purposes so it's probably hard to compare them so my understanding is if that if I'm going out to have a pint, I usually would know what I'm drinking, so my I know what my expectation is. So, you know, I know what I'm going to drink, I know I'm going to enjoy it, and that's that function. The flight thing, which I'm not sure I have ever actually been in a bar and done a flight, or maybe, I don't know, I guess I haven't. I usually go on recommendation of friends. Do you, do you, so, uh, full disclosure, uh, Louise is turning 60 this year. Uh, when you were in your, your twenties, um, do you, were flights of beer a thing or is this a new thing? No, when I was in my twenties, it was, do you want bud or do you want bud? (laughs) Got it. And, uh, and Coors Light was craft beer, right? Coors Light was craft beer because you couldn't get it on the East Coast. That's an excellent point, Doctor. Excellent point. My, how we've evolved. Okay, so so in terms of, of beer culture, flights of beer is a new thing for an older generation. That's I mean, it, I, yeah. I feel like it's new, but like I'm almost 30, and it's like kind of new to me, I guess. Like I don't remember... Being, I don't remember nine years ago going to bars and it being I'd as say, common as it is now, I guess. I would say that's true. Um, well, all right. So, because the way it's, I guess it's how you interpret the question too, because obviously both serve a different purpose. Well, let me ask you. So why does one go into a bar and order a flight? Well, typically it's because you want to, taste uh multiple types of beer um like i i enjoy getting a flight now and then because you can taste the range of the menu and it's 
particularly good if you if you do it at say a brewery versus a restaurant because a restaurant will have different taps but if you go to a brewery it's kind of nice to be able to taste the range and different types of beer that are all made within the same controlled environment okay but if you're going if you're tasting a flight of beers so the whole the whole um experience is about the tasting of the beer so the conversations about the beer the aftertaste the kick to it the too hoppy you know this and that too much fruit in it whereas if you just go out and you're getting a pint the 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 pint's kind of the um conduit (coughs) to conversation like hey how about those red socks you know you're not talking about right okay i got you so it takes the having a pint takes your focus of conversation off of the beer itself and more just which why i think it's different functions okay i've never thought of it from a conversational aspect i guess that's you know the alcoholic in me just you know thinking about drinking by myself that's what you're talking about you're (laughs) talking about the beer yeah you're just going for a pint it's you know is there a game on is there you know the guy across the bar who yeah. three eyes or you know that I, that's thing. that's actually that's a fantastic point um well so i guess for me i like i like the concept of a flight because i'm definitely a, a variety person myself like i think what would be better than a flight of beer would be flights of ice cream because whenever I go into the ice cream shop, I love getting the samples, but like I feel like I feel like I'm definitely like the people behind the counter are like, all right, sir, like this is your fourth <laughs> sample. Like make any, make a decision, please. Like you you can't just eat the entire place for free, you know? But I would love it. Like it would take it would take the pressure off my shoulders if they said, Hey, give us three bucks and we'll give you like we'll give you like five samples. It's not a bad idea. But, but you hold, should, hold on. I'm sorry. But, sorry. But, <laughs> but when it comes to beer... I think Louise needs her own podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can record simultaneously just yelling at each other. Um, I would say, but when it comes to beer, I've always been a firm believer and still am that uh, the first sip of a beer is the worst sip of a beer. Disagree. So for me, like it shocks my taste buds, but the long, that's why I like a pint better than a flight because the further I get into a, the pint, the more I am accustomed to the taste of the beer and can enjoy it. Disagree 100%. So you're like... The best sip is the first sip. And if it's not and great, it's then screw it? Draw. No, because if I'm ordering a pint, typically I know what to expect. Okay, now let me ask you this then. How do you feel about sending back a beer? Well, being one who's turning 60 this year, I'm the cranky old lady, so I have no (laughs) qualms about returning anything, anything. I I am that cranky old lady, so if I don't like it, I turn it back. I'm paying money for it. You know what? I don't like this. And if you're a reputable establishment, you can respect that and say, we want your experience to be pleasant and enjoyable how can we make it better okay so okay i have no problem turning things back. i i i'm on like the complete opposite side oh. um and i honestly you the think mo- it's an age thing no no no, no. i 
I not to get sexist, but I think it's a little like men versus women thing. I was gonna say I think it's um, um, what am I? I think it's um, what am I called? You're a millennial. What am I called? Uh, are you a baby boomer? I'm a baby boomer. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a boomer versus millennial thing. I I I disagree because like uh, Shalom, who is 29, has no problem sending back a beer. So you think it's just bossy females then? I I don't want to generalize, but the I mean you guys Why are my. Why would you send it back if you weren't happy? I, it's it's like a point of pride thing. Like I'm I'm not I don't like to ask for help a lot. So it's like I I don't know. Uh, so maybe it is like a male I don't want to like like I you don't, don't ask for directions. Yeah, and I I just feel like weird and I don't know. I'm kind of like like no one forced me to get this beer. Like I made the decision. So like live with your choices. That's a point because I don't mind sending a beer back because usually I ask the bartender. You know, if I go into a restaurant where I'm more, where I'm blunt or a bar where I'm blindly ordering a beer, hopefully they have those good menus where it tells me about the beer, it tells me the ABV, which I like a low ABV and all that stuff. So, and then I usually ask the bartender. And so. If I'm dissatisfied, I feel as though he or she was complicit with me in that decision. So they should be able to say, yeah, you're right. You don't like it. Okay, fine. We'll make it better for you. Okay. Okay. I mean, I honestly, like, I think this is like a, like, this is more controversial than healthcare right now. This is like, <laughs> this is, what, I think, whether to send a I, beer back. I think if you put this up, this could go like 50, 50. Based no, off my, I, I don't know. You think more people are leaning towards your way than mine? I think more people are leaning towards your way, but I think they need to come to my side. Okay. <laughs> Get some cojones. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. You think that Hawaiian coffee will help with the cojones? Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll definitely add some cojones. Um, alrighty, let me let me see here. Oh, by the way. Uh, if you are listening, so last week when I was at this brewery, yeah. met a couple people, got them, they subscribed to the Do We Love It podcast, yeah. um, and they showed me uh, uh, 23andMe, which gives you your genetic uh, predispositions and what your makeup is, mm-hmm. but my favorite part about it, this guy was showing me, his name was Doug, so Doug, if you're yeah. tuning in, thanks for listening. Uh his genetic makeup at the top, it, you know, it has everything broken down, where you're from, blah, blah, blah. But it, at the top, it just says 100% Doug. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, no matter, like, what your origins are, you're 100% you're you. Louise. That's right. So, definitely. Except if you're identical twin, right? Yes. It's still 100%, so that must mean it's a 200% person if it's an identical twin. In which case, you know, what would, what would this, what would that, the twenty three and me say? That's have a, to say twenty three and us. That that's that's a huge, um, that's a huge benefit to being an identical twin. Some serious savings right there. Because if you have an identical twin, you have them get the twenty three and me, and you just look at their results, and you're good. So then, what makes identical twins different? In terms of, like, how they look or how they act? Just how, yeah, they're being, right? Isn't everyone different? 
everyone's their own individual? Yeah, I would think so, not but genetically. If you, the, if you have the same DNA, then shouldn't you be the same? Same person? No, because then you, that means you're completely discrediting like any type of nature versus nurture. Right. Plus, or nurture versus plus nature. it doesn't measure the soul, does it? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. That was a good side note. Side. All right, but on on to <laughs> on to bigger and better things. On to bigger and better things. All right. So you haven't uh, been given the honor yet, but I uh, last weekend I purchased a, a bathing suit, or uh, as as we say in New York, trunks. So did I. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. Um, oh. so it's it's a it's a baby blue, uh, it's baby blue trunks with flamingos on it. Nice. Um, so pretty fired up about it. Uh, and also shout out to you because I bought it at Nordstrom's with that gift card you got me for Christmas. Really, I gave you a gift card for Christmas. Yeah, you got me some shoes, and they, uh, you know, they weren't okay. a good fit. And okay. I was oh. like, I, I don't need another pair of shoes. And I do remember that. Yeah. So, so this was like this was my first time in Nordstrom's, and you know, years. You know, I, I kind of, I tend to stay away from any store unless I have gift card credit there because I'm cheap, you know, and I don't like going to the store. I hear you. Know, you. Says yep. if you tuned in last week, I'm all about that door-to-door delivery. Yep. So I go into Nordstrom's and they have they have the people like the shoppers there that are there to assist you. These people got to be working on commission, right? I would imagine. Oh, yes, I would imagine. Um Do you love having assistance while shopping for clothes or do you prefer to be left alone? <clears throat> Typic well, I'll I'll begin by saying I deplore shopping. Okay. It's not my thing. People who know me know it's not my thing. So when the need arises that I have to shop, uh, I guess you could say I bring my own assistance. Got it. So I bring um, I bring my two sisters to help me, both of whom are shop till they drop. Shop till they drop. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in perspective, um, uh, Mare is called the Shoe Lady. The that Shoe Lady. One of her assistants' nickname is the Shoe Lady. Okay, so that's huge. Mm. So the Shoe Lady just she the Shoe Lady her her um, skill is she encourages and goads you on like oh you know no try on some more and do this do that the other sister who has a nice fashion style she has taught me over the years here's a here's a good rule of thumb for little your listeners little tip listeners everybody put put this on pause grab a pen and paper put this take this one to the bank take this to the bank how it looks on the hanger is not how it will look on you So the tip is, don't just hold it up on the hanger and say, no, try it on. Okay. And it works. I tell you, she's 100% right. That's what I've learned from her over the years. Fair. Who would have thought you'd learn wise words from your younger (laughs) sister? (laughs) She knows her shopping. Yeah. She knows her shopping. See... All right, so when you when you bring your assistance, like you got to plan the day out then. 
I like plan when, the day out. I bring my assistants in back to your original question. When we hit the stores, they're kind of like my posse. They basically tell the assistants in the store, back off. We got it. Take a seat. Yeah, go okay. away. We'll call you when we need you. So you must feel like a big boss going in there. I do, but they're the only ones I'll do it with. I, I wouldn't go shopping with... Like, some women go shopping together as a... A um, A social thing? Yeah, like as an activity. Yeah. You know, I'd rather play tennis or golf or whatever. Podcast. Podcast, yeah. But they'll people go with their friends to shop for a day, and I'd rather put a needle in my eye, so... Um, no, so when I go with the sisters, they know we're we're down to business. Like, I ha- they have an assignment. I'm looking for a da-da-da-da-da. And they know where to take me. They... Get me, put me in a dressing room, and we're typically successful. Okay, okay. So that I think I think your uh, execution makes sense, but that would drive me absolutely insane. What? I'm I'm more on a I I have a lot of Dr. K in me where I'm I'm in and I'm out. <laughs> well, I'm kind of an in and out. I mean, I know I well, I go to shop. For something I know I'm going to shop for. It's not, we don't go right. just to browse. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, same here. So I'm the female version of I'm in and I'm out. It Got might it. take a little longer, but. Got it. Yeah, see, because. So I I went in and, uh, you know, midday just asking for where, the trunk section. <laughs> and uh, they, they point me in the right direction. This guy wouldn't leave me alone. He's like, how's it going yeah. over here or whatever? And it's like one of those things where it's like, I kind of just want to, like, can you just write your name down on a piece of paper and, like, make sure I never see you again? And, like, <laughs> I'll make sure they know you helped me out and just to... Yeah, but they're doing their job, so... No, I, I, I understand, but it's... It, I mean, I do sales. I get it. Like, yeah. but at the same time, like... You're doing a horrible job of selling. Right. Read the signals. Right. You're he, not. He needs me to back off. I right. Need to you're back not. Off. You're not in, in interpreting the customer's needs. Right. Um. Well, because this is the thing. I understand. You know, pointing me around, helping me out, whatever. You know, you got to. That that's customer service. You know, never hurts to go a little above and beyond on the customer service side. Except, except, I I go and try on the trunks. And I, I got a couple pairs, so, you know, I go in there. Uh, for the record, if you ever go into a clothing store and it says uh, must try on trunks with uh, with underwear on underneath, that's optional. <laughs> that's optional. <laughs> that. That's like that's like saying, "Hey, I hope you like these shoes you're looking at. When you try them on, don't wear the socks you're going to wear with it. Get like get get out of so, here." So, doctor, in the female trunk department. <laughs> I can't believe we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> in the female trunk department, in the bottom part of the suit, there's always a um like a, a adhesive strip in okay. the in the sensitive <laughs> yeah, yeah. area, okay. <laughs> so that assuming you know those who break the rule and don't wear their undies, they can try it on, and yet the garment will be protected. However, I often wondered, and this might be a question for your listeners out there: 
really like that suit hasn't been worn before and they just reapplied that safety strip there it's the same safety strip for everyone (laughs) 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 i I guarantee there's no way they're like there's no yeah they're they're not putting on a new safety strip no 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 that's why that's why uh Listeners, if you want to put this on pause again, get your pen out. Little tip. Take this one to the bank. Anytime you try on clothes, especially, especially trunks, make sure you are taking the pair at the back of the rack. Do not take the stuff off the front shelf. It's like picking out beer in a liquor store. Don't take the beer up front. It's not cold. Right. Or bring your own safety strip when trying on. That's the thing. I, I mean, I, I'm a long time. That another. This is like another uh, very. Con- I mean, this is like like arguing over abortion. This topic just so, you know, people are it's dead a hot set. Topic. That, all right. For in the in the world of men, we have the guys wearing uh, like their underwear, whatever, underneath their shorts all the time. Like when going to the beach versus Team Commando, and I feel like Team Commando up until you know maybe you know five ten years ago was like holding strong and i feel like we have a lot of benedict arnold's that are wearing because you know they got like compression shorts yeah. now and so all is all a bunch of dudes you got them wearing that underneath and it's like that's the whole point of a bathing suit to me just let it all hang out uh, i uh <laughs> i uh I, I really don't have an opinion on this because this yeah, it's is not one an issue. thing. In, yeah, it's one thing in life that I think you have to experience in order to have an opinion on. Yeah, yeah okay. There's That's, other things you can comment on without having experience. Yeah. Like, you know, is the Eiffel Tower beautiful? I don't think you have to be go there. there to, okay. But in these terms, I, yeah, I don't think I can comment. Yeah, Maybe you're not the best guest. No, today. I okay. respect your opinion. But yeah, no. So I'm just saying. So that's why when I try him on, you know, I'm straight up. I'm. I I go all out. I I take my shirt off. I'm I'm completely nude because I want to. Because when I put on the the trunks, I want to replicate the beach experience as much as possible. I think next time, this is actually uh, another. I I didn't plan for this to turn into a shopping tip <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But take your pen out and take this one to the bank. All right. When picking out trunks. Now, this doesn't really apply to women. Um, but for men, so trunks now you have like a side pocket, like a cargo pocket. And it's mm-hmm. typically, if they're board shorts, it's the only pocket you have on there. You don't have normal right. hip pockets. So these ones with the cargo pocket, I got uh, this pair of trunks last year. And it drives me nuts because it's... It's just like a patch onto the side of your shorts as opposed to like a built-in pocket so you yeah. can't reverse it. Yeah. And the idiots who made it, they it's just like regular material. It's no type of mesh. So sand can't get out of it. Oh. So, and it's stuff like that where I'm like, so you detail, should... people, detail. That's correct. Why don't you just make a couple of little cuts in it? Be... I have. I have some little holes that I've like that have just worn in over time, but now I'm nervous if the Can't holes keep expanding, anything. all of a sudden you lose your keys. True. So I don't know what to tell you. So that's why I like I think if I really want to step up, you really want to get the full experience you to replicate the trunks. Next time I'm in the dressing room, I'm gonna bring sand with me. And I'm just gonna pour sand into the pockets and see how I feel. 
Got got to get the got to get the full I, replication. I suppose. But but anyway, anyway. So I'm trying on I got 3 pairs of trunks in the dressing room. I'm trying them on. And like the guy comes into the dressing room area and like knocks on my door and he's like, "Hey. How how's it going in there? What do you think? Is there, you know, uh I'm like, "It it's good." Like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm naked, you know. <laughs> And he's like, "Any uh, is there anything I can take away and put back on the shelf?" And now I'm like, "Like, do you think I'm trying to steal bathing suits? Like, or uh, either way, like, if, even if you don't, like, go away." Like, isn't that why we have security cameras in the? Yeah, leave rooms? leave me and my boys alone. You know, like, let me let me do my thing. Oh. So that was that was a little too much customer service. <laughs> That's too much. That's yeah. too much. That's when you have to, like going back to you would never return a beer, that's when you have to politely say to him, go away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to control that that um, conversation. I'm, I'm bad at that, though. I know. Because I, I, had, I had this guy trying to sell me a Kirby vacuum for two and a half hours yesterday. Wow. I thought I was just going to get a nice carpet clean, you know? Wow. But, yeah, I mean... Definitely don't have a buyer's remorse for not buying a vacuum for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I hear you. All right, final, final topic. What? Who? Who do you have winning Wimbledon? Hmm. Well, we already know who one of the finalists is. Federer, Federer's up two sets to none right now. Okay. It looks like it's going to be Federer. Federer Chilich. Yes. I got to go with the old man. Okay. One more for the, one more for the road, and then on the other side, I'm hoping the old lady wins too. Venus Williams. Yeah, I would like to see Venus win. Yeah. Uh, even though she like was in a fatal car crash. However, I did read last week that the um, police are that have revealed that the videotape of the accident, just prior to, it looks like she was kind of pushed from behind into the intersection. Got it. So. Okay. It's still a terrible situation. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. bad for it, but it would be nice for those two to win, kind of like uh, stealing time a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I'd like to see both of them win as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the Wimbledon tournament, would is it your favorite? Do you like the U.S. Open? Do you like the French? Where did do, where does Wimbledon rank in terms of just your personal enjoyment? I think it's the one. I think it's number one. So I've never been to it. I have attended the U.S. Open a number of times, and I do enjoy it. But I think the U.S. Open is, I, although they are both are majors, I just think they're so different in terms of experience. Even though I, I have visited Wimbledon, but I have not been to Wimbledon during the tournament. I haven't had the strawberries and champagne. I have not, but I have toured the grounds and, and walked the grounds and stuff. So um, I just think it's the old-time classic grass surface that who plays on grass. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. So unusual. So, um, and uh, the Newport, the U.S. Tennis Hall of Fame in Newport mimics Wimbledon because they do have... Uh, only, only grass tournament in North America. That's correct. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I think Wimbledon's pretty cool, the tradition and all that. Now, in terms of... So, you you are on the East Coast. You've always been on the East Coast. So, it might be a little difficult to, like, to think about, I guess, because you haven't, like, 
you haven't lived in a location where you've switched time zones for an extended period of time. That's correct. So on the West Coast, everything is earlier. Football starts at 10 a.m. Correct. Sunday night baseball is at 5 o'clock. Monday night football is at 5.30 p.m. Um, so Wimbledon is kind of, I would say, your... West one, Coast. Your West Coast feel where everything is five hours earlier than a, t- a typical start time. That's so correct. How how do you like that compared to your... I rate? actually... You know what? That's a good point. I actually like it I because it's... Uh, predominantly tennis in the morning here on the east coast so um i do like it although um the u.s open they play a lot of night matches which is unusual for major so it is fun and that's played early september so it's fun as the summer winds down here you know in the evening you can kind of sit and watch a live tennis match going on and that's pretty cool too but I do like your point that Wimbledon's kind of a West Coast experience for us East Coasters, and I like it. I think I, I mean, I think I'm envious of you East of you West Coasters that you do have the early start times on a lot of these events. Yeah, and I think there's it's it's pretty unique where you know every single Wimbledon championship you watch, like you associate it with like it's like Saturday morning, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. like at like you know 9 a.m yeah which i mean any other sporting event i can't think of anything where no anything's happening before one no you know now people here who are big um soccer fans big soccer fans they do their saturday morning soccer matches and that sort of thing so yeah Hmm. cool well yeah well i mean west coast kind of sucks because it starts at 6 a.m so i think i think 9 a.m is like pretty Pretty ideal. Yeah, it's not bad. Not yeah. bad. Nice way to start the day. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's that's all we have for today. Uh, any any shout outs? Anything you want to plug? Mm. Any place people can people find you on Twitter? I, I don't. What do you What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Oh, congratulations to me. Louise is the newest member of Venmo. <laughs> congratulations to me. <laughs> Great quote. Put that on the put that on your notepad too. All right, so you're on you're on Venmo. Uh, yeah, I think I'm all that. And, uh, I think I'm right up to speed with this technology. One might say you're funky. One might. If if one were to say that. Or uh, one might say I'm boss. No. Yeah. No. Or cool. Or. So you gotta be. You gotta be a little selective when you hear young people throwing around words because not all young people are cool. <laughs> you know what well, I, mean? I just heard boss last night. So. I've I've been in that situation though. They're like, there's a uh, there's a kid on my softball team. His older brothers play on the team, so he fil- he he plays too, and he's I think 17. He's gonna be a senior in high school. Yeah. So, like, you know, he shows up wearing, like, these, like, weird visors, and he's got, like, different, like, clothing styles, and I'm like, it it must be back, you know, because he's the only person I know, 17 years right. old, 18, around there, I don't have anybody else, so I'm like, I really hope, like, this kid is, like, tr- like trendy, and he's in, because if not, like, this is what I think the trend is. Correct, yeah, that's so, true. So, gotta, gotta be careful, gotta be careful. He's your point of reference. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try a little something new on the fado right here. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna work. So I have uh, typically the outro music is whatever I can find on the radio. But since we're not in the car, I'm gonna play something through YouTube, and I'm hoping that it will y'all will be able to hear. 
So I hope everybody has a blessed day, and I hope you are able to both hear and enjoy this jam. Must go home.